This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning, this is Marshall Davis. Today I'm going to talk about cosmic consciousness. In 1972, I found an old book at a a used book sale. It was entitled, Cosmic Consciousness, A Study in the Evolution of the Human Mind, written in 1901 by psychiatrist Richard Morris Buck. It had a beautiful tooled leather cover, and as I look back on it, it might have been a first edition even. I have not seen that copy since. I was in college at the time, and I left it behind at the place where I had been staying in Ohio when I decided to hitchhike back to New England. I couldn't take it with me, and I never went back for it, so I don't really know what happened to it. I hope it found a good home. I never bought another copy of the book, but I remember the book because it was important to me at the time. In it, Buck relates experiences of all sorts of famous and ordinary people who experience extraordinary awareness of the divine, especially in nature, and it resonated with experiences I had had at the time. This was an early instance of what I call unitive awareness or non-dual awareness. It is an awareness that I think that is experienced by, by most people at some point in their lives. It is certainly readily accessible at all times. This awareness of God in all things has become a regular part of my life in recent years. This is not some type of nature mysticism that is foreign to Christianity, but example of a teaching found in the New Testament. The letter to the Colossians describes Jesus as the Eternal One, who is behind all of creation. It says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and things on earth, visible and invisible. All things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. The letter goes on to talk about the difference between our true self and false self, called here the old self and the new self. And it says, you have taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the image of its creator. Then it goes on to say that Christ is all, and in all. The letter to the Ephesians, written at the same time and by the same hand, describes God as the one God of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. The Gospel of John describes the cosmos as an expression of the Word of God, which is the Logos, which is the pre-existent, eternal, cosmic Christ. It says, through whom everything was made that was made. 
This awareness of God and Christ in creation is a biblical teaching and the heart of Christian biblical revelation. More important, it is the heart of everyday awareness, at least it can be. You know, I walk down the street of our village and I know exactly what Jesus was talking about when on the on Palm Sunday he said that if people were quiet then the the rocks and the and the and the road themselves would, would cry out. You know, the Psalms say the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hand. The divinity exuding from the natural world is obvious. Which is why I think people love nature so much. And so many people can connect to God more in nature than they can in church. This recognition of the divine in nature is the origin of what historians of religion call animism. The ancient belief that trees and rivers and animals have spirits. These are not separate spirits. This is all the same spirit. The spirit we call God. The whole world is the incarnation of God, and so are we. And this is not just a theory, this is first-hand discovery. It is accessible to anyone. My nine-year-old grandson was over-visiting us a few days ago, and he was playing outside in our yard. He was running around the house, and I was sitting on the porch, and I saw him making making these rounds. Then I didn't see him for a while, and I looked over. He was by a, a stone wall on our property. He was just waiting there, and he waited there ten minutes. And what he was doing was waiting for a chipmunk that he saw to climb onto his hand, and it did. And it was really an extraordinary moment for him. I think he has a bit of the mystic in him, which all children do. For as Jesus said, of such are the kingdom of God. The indwelling presence of the divine in nature can always be seen when we take the time to notice. To see into the depths of it, we must keep in mind that we are not individual entities that are separate from nature and everything else in nature. It's not us here and nature out there. We're all part of it. It's all one. And we tend to think that what we are is what is in here within this sack of skin and what is outside our skin is other than us. But the reality is that there are no fixed barriers between inside and outside. What is us and not us. That is purely an artificial mental construction. There are lots of things inside our bodies, for example, that are not human. Science tells us that more than half of our body, the cells in our body, are not human. Human cells make up only 43% of the body's total cell count. The rest are microscopic colonists. It is called the microbiome. We are a collection of beings even within our skin. Furthermore, our skin is porous to the environment, exchanging molecules with what we call the outside. It's not a tight barrier. Also, our lives depend on much of what is outside as what is inside our skin. How long would we last without the air of the Earth's atmosphere, without the oxygen produced by the trees, without the sun's warmth? 
or gravity or plants or animals for food. We are one with our environment. More important for my purpose today, we are that same life that animates all living things in this world. We share 60% of our genes with birds and also, by the way, with bananas. Our species shares 44% of our genes with fruit flies, 92% with mice, and over 98% with chimpanzees. That is because, as we know, all life on Earth evolved from a single-celled organism that lived three and a half billion years ago and branched off to form the diversity that we see today. We are all one family. There is one life on this planet taking different forms. The life in me is the same life as in the maple trees in my yard and the bee balm and in my rock garden and the summer squash and tomatoes in my vegetable garden. That life is what we are. Genesis calls this the breath of life and the breath of God. In that story it says that God breathed his life, breathed his breath into us. We became living beings. That's what Jesus was talking about when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. This one life is divine life, God's life. When we see what we are, our true self, then we see that we are one with all that is. This self-realization is cosmic consciousness, for life is just another word for consciousness. All life is conscious, from single-celled organisms to plants and trees and insects and human beings. We share one life consciousness. The universe is conscious. And we are that consciousness. Every living thing is us. This is the basis of love and empathy and compassion for all living things, as well as Jesus' instruction to love our neighbor as ourself, because our neighbor is ourself. This is the reality behind the saying that whoever kills one life it is as if he killed all of humanity. And whoever saves one life saves the entire world. This teaching is found both in the, in the Quran and in the Talmud. This is true because we are all the same life. There is one life and that life is God's life. To take any life is deicide. We are not just individual beings. We are the earth and what the earth was formed from. We can take this all the way back to the Big Bang and the eternity from which it came. This is all one. This awareness goes far beyond this planet. This cosmos is our body. We know this intuitively. When we gaze into the starry heavens on a clear night, or we gaze in wonder at the photographs uh, taken through the Hubble telescope, we are this. If I am only this individual mortal creature, then I am of all men most to be pitied, to quote the Apostle Paul out of context. 
then I would cease to be when this body's heart stops beating. But that's not what I am. And it's not what you are. We are the resurrection and the life. In Christian theology, we might want to add the words in Christ to that, if that helps us get our Christian minds around this. We are reincarnated in the birth of every child. We are the hawk that soars over my garden each day. This truth is the source of the idea of spirit guides and spirit animals among native peoples. Indigenous peoples are aware of this unity of all living things and of all existence. This is cosmic consciousness. We are one with the cosmos, which is one with the God of the cosmos, which the Bible says is over all and through all and in all. This is what we are. This is eternal life. As we say in church, hallelujah. That is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.